Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Looking at the prayer and the Pentecost there, you know, we have these all around. And uh, I was thinking, oh, today is Global Day of Prayer uh, for the whole nations, okay? And then Pentecost, there's Pentecost there. Today is the day of Pentecost. And you may say, well, what is the day of Pentecost? It's when uh, the promised Holy Spirit came. Uh, when they were, 120 were in the upper room, that's in uh, Acts chapter 2. Um, you can read it sometimes. That's some homework for you, okay? Just go and read it sometimes. And, and I'm sure you've already read it before, but just familiarize your, ourselves with it again. But it's uh, the day of Pentecost when the 120 were in the upper room, and they tarried and they prayed. Now, there's that thing, prayer. They prayed seeking God for him to uh, come, that promised Holy Spirit, that comforter who would uh, teach him all things, you know, you need that all things, you need to be taught, and, and uh, would come and would, uh, and so he came, the Holy Spirit came, and, uh, he, and there was an evidence of tongues, and it was on each of them like fire, and so it's not, it was not only for them, it gave them boldness, because right after that, uh, the peep, uh, Peter preached, and he preached with boldness, and 3,000 were added to the church that day. That's pretty good, isn't it? 3,000. Yeah, that's, that's a way to win the church. Amen? And it's that boldness, you know. And you say, oh, I, I don't have that boldness. You know, I, I, I like to be in my little corner right here. You know, just, just, you know, let me stay in this corner. I'm fine. But God says, no, I called you. I called you. What's that called? I called you to come out, come out of your corner, come out of your hiding place and do what I called and purposed you to do on this earth. Amen? And then we have the prayer. The, the global day of prayer is when all over the nation, churches like your, this church and other churches, whether they're in the jungles of Africa or whether they're in Japan or China, all over the world, we all come together praying in united prayer, one mind and one accord for God to send a move of God over our nations. Amen? There's nothing like the move of God over our nations. For God to send revival, that's what we're praying for. Is God, wake up your church. Wake up your church today, Father. Wake us up. We're, we're awake. You know, we're doing our thing. We're doing this, and, and God is pleased with that, and he's happy with that. But he says, no, you can go deeper. More can happen. There's no limit to my power. No limits. No limits on God. Amen? But anyway, I feel like I'm, am I too loud? I feel like I'm a little too loud. <laughs> anyway, but prayer. And so we're going to join together. If you'll stand, we're going to join together with, the other, with everyone in the nations, that global day of prayer. And we're going to pray for God to send a move of God in, over the, his city, over the nations, over the world, over us. Father, in the name of Jesus and through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, you made your church. And, Lord, uh, in the day of Pentecost, your church was born, Father, and 3,000 were added to the church daily. 
Father. 3,000 were added to the church that day. And Father, even here in the year 2011, your church is still going on. It's still marching forward. And Father, we just ask you, we call out to you. We cry out to you and say, Jesus, we ask you to build your church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And we come in one mind, in one accord, in unified oneness, Father. Lord, to make us one, you, you ask that we would become one. You said, Father, make them one as you and I are one. And Father, we thank you for your love. Praise you for your love and your power, Jesus. Your love that covers a multitude of sins. Your love that says, I love you. I'm after you. I'm coming after you. I want you. I want you to be mine. I called you to be mine. I called you. I called you so that we could become one. Father, you're on a manhunt today. Your eyes are searching to and fro for those whose hearts are after you. 100% after you. The distractions of this world uh, hold no thought to you, to, to them, Father. We're not distracted. You say, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Come holy after me. For it's in my presence. It's in my anointing that you do what you do. Distractions, no distractions. And Lord, we, your church, just want to say that we love you. And we're glad you called us. We're glad that we're a team. Father, we realize we cannot do it without you. And we humble ourselves, as you said, and make ourselves a living sacrifice before you. And say, Jesus, mold us and melt us and make us the way you called us to be. So that our hearts could be 100% totally made for you. And we ask you these things. And we say, Lord, you get the glory. You get the honor. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that you called us. The name of Jesus. Amen. My message today is from the book of Judges, chapter 6. And I'm going to um, read it all. And um, we're just going to go from there. Judges chapter 1, um, and then verses 11 through 16. Also, I want to add uh, Judges 6 and 6, and then Judges 6 and 34. It said, The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hand of the Midianites. And Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. And the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Josiah, Joash, the Ab I'm going to skip over there, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me or excuse me, Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? 
Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me or excuse me, Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. In verse 34, then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abarites to follow him. And what I'm going to do is I know that you all have received a bulletin. I'm going to go ahead and give you the, uh, the fill in the blanks because when I start the message, we're just going to go from there. Okay, the first one is encountered by God, and that means that God and Gideon met. The next one is encouraged by God, that God gave some, the Lord gave some encouraging words to Gideon. And the next is empowered by God. Gideon was empowered. The Spirit of the Lord empowered him. All right. All right. And as we start the message, you know, the devil is raging. The battle is raging for the very soul of our nation. Just like in in Gideon's day with the Midianites coming against him. And and they plundered everything that uh, they had, their substance, their food. They were taking their cattle. They were just... uh, taken so much that Gideon was and Gideon and the family was like what in the world is going on and so Gideon found him a wine press to hide out in and he was threshing the wheat that threshing the wheat is so important because we think about that threshing wheat in a wine press you know you don't thresh wheat in a wine press you mash grapes in a wine press you press grapes so he was he was threshing the wheat he was not in his purpose and all of that what's going on in his life. It's like, what in the world's going on? And so, and then I bring us to 2011. We look at everything that's going on with us. What's happening in our homes and our families? What's happening in our nation all around the world? And it's like, God, help. What's going on? We need your help today. Gas is out of sight. The economy is tanking. I can't sell my house, and I'm living for you, and I'm a Christian, and I need your help. And you cry, and you pray, and you seek God, and Lord, Lord, I need your help. Uh, help me. I feel like I'm drowning. But sometimes it seems like nothing happens. But God, I'm praying, and I love you, and I love you. I'm barely surviving. But then it seems like nothing happens. And so you just get backed into a corner. You feel like, oh, I got to just get in this little corner here. And, and, and every time I, I push and I push and I pray and I cry and I cry and I pray and I push and I push and I cry out, and it's like nothing is happening. Nothing. And it's like, God, uh, if you don't help me, I'm just not going to survive. I'm not going to survive if you don't help me. I'm not even in my purpose. I was made for more than this. 
I was made to love you. I was made to serve you. You tell me in your word uh, that seek the Lord while he may be found and, and call upon him and, and ask and you shall receive and seek and you shall find and knock and the door will be open. And Lord, I'm asking and I'm seeking. And, 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 but where are you? Where are you? Gideon's like, God, help. The people cried out for help. Come, come, Jesus. Come help me. But yet, it went on and on and on. In fact, it went on so long that no more cattle were left. No more cows in the barn. No more corn in the field. He was just stealing everything that the enemy, the enemy was stealing everything that belonged to them. Everything. And he was looking at himself, what in the world happened? How did he get it? Why couldn't I have just stood and, and said no? Why? Why couldn't I stand against the enemy? What happened? What happened? I, I thought I was a Christian. I thought everything was just uh, hunky-dory. I was living for the God. God was answering prayer and all of this. But all of a sudden, I've hit a brick wall. I've hit a brick wall. I hit a brick wall. I'm living this thing out. Amen. I'm living this thing out. I can only talk to you about it because I've, I'm experiencing it. I've experienced it. Some of you may know that I lived in uh, Virginia uh, in Redemption Ministries. And my husband was bishop over, over the conference there, over 70 churches. I was, a, I was a minister's wife before then. I still am a minister's wife, but when I say minister's wife, that means we pastored for nine years, and then uh, we pastored a small church, and it was real small and all, and, and we went there and, and went to two services, and, and we did expansion and all that, and then he became Christian Education Director of the conference there. And... Um, Christian Education Director of the conference, and, and we were over the youth camp and all that, and God blessed, and we raised up what was called the Cutting Edge Youth Army uh, for the youth, and, and, and then he became bishop uh, over um, the 70 churches, and, and I, um, um, I mean, through the power of the Lord and all that, the Lord uh, raised me up and, and called me to be an intercessor for the kingdom, a prophetic intercessor, and and uh, we uh, joined, we uh, began an intercessor army there. And uh, we, me, uh, some other people and myself, some other intercessors, we would drive around the area and go all around. Uh, our region went to Washington, D.C., went all the way to Na uh, Nags Head, North Carolina. It went over to Elizabeth City, North Carolina, and all up until Appomattox, Virginia. And so we, I mean, things, I mean, it was wonderful. We were just, uh, I mean, I was loving it. We were just get in the car and we'd go and we'd pray over the areas and over the nations and we'd meet with pastors there and we'd call them and say, hey, we want to come and meet with you. We want to come and pray over your church. And that's what we did. 
we want to come and just, you, we want you to have some things ahead that we want to, that you want us to pray about. And so we would do it. And we'd go to D.C. and we'd go to Nags Head and we'd go to Newport News and Williamsburg, Virginia and uh, just driving, driving all around, you know. And then the Lord brought me to my city, gave me attention of doing, not only do that, but also do my city. While I was doing that, while I was doing uh, the region, I was also doing my city. Prince George, Virginia, Petersburg, Virginia, Hopewell, Virginia, that surrounding area where the Redemption Ministries was. And so I would get in my car. I, I would pray and pray and pray, Lord, give us the city, give us the city. We want this, this, this city for you. This city belongs to you. It doesn't belong to the enemy. You put me here in this city. The Lord says in the Word, the Bible says that wherever you live, that's where God's called you. He's put you in the community where you live. He's put you to pray over it and to seek God's face over that, that community and to change the city, change the community where we live. But anyway, I was, um, uh, so I would get in my car. I'd say, Dreaming Garrett, come on, we're going to go. And they said, where are we going? I said, well, we're going to go out. What are we going to do? I said, well, we're just going to go out. Uh, and uh, I said, come on, get in the car with me. So we'd get in the car, and they'd get in. And, well, Mama, when are we going to get out? Well, we're not going to really get out until I, until I stop the car. And so we'd get out, so we'd go, and so I'd just drive up by Redemption Ministries around and then go on into, um, go by the White House. I remember the White House, a beautiful White House with the white fence with the horses and the lake. I'd drive by that, go on into Petersburg. Oh, Petersburg, the, it used to, uh, it had a lot of business, but then a lot of the businesses closed, and it uh, was had a lot of economic problems, and so I'd go into Petersburg, and I'd go downtown where all the uh, bars were on the windows, and the boards were over the um, windows, and then I'd go into where the houses where they didn't even have hardly a door or a window, you know, a lot of the drug crack houses, I'd go into there, you know, and I'd drive through the, through the uh, roads and, and the communities, and I'd say, Lord, you gave us this city, and I'd see churches that had closed down and boarded up, and I said, Lord, you, you called that church to be open, and Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your purpose of God to come over that church. Purpose of God, come over that church. You know who that church belongs to. And so I'd pray, and then I'd stop. And, well, Mama, we're getting out. I said, yeah, we're going to get out of this church. And uh, so we'd get out, and I'd say, I said, um, I said, and I had my oil with me. Some of you, this may be, be strange to you, and, and I just pray that the Lord would just open your eyes to it. But anyway, I had my oil with me, and I'd go, and I'd anoint the door of that church, and I'd say, this, this church belongs to God, and God, you will open this church. In the name of Jesus, we pray and plead the blood of Jesus over this church, and we ask you to bring in the pastors, call them from the north, south, east, and west to come into this church, for this church to open, for it belongs to you. And so, and then I'd see this, uh, what used to be a super fresh, you know, that uh, it used to be a grocery store, but it was closed down. And I said, Lord, that building belongs to you. It doesn't need to be closed. It needs to be opened. And I said, Lord, that could be a church too. You know, just uh, advancing the kingdom, you know. Advancing that kingdom. Because the kingdom doesn't belong to the enemy. It belongs to God. Super fresh. 
And I saw that sign, super fresh. I said, God, make, that, make this a church super for you in the name of Jesus. Make it super for you, God. Supernatural. And so I would go and I'd get in the, I'd go and sit in the parking lot and then I'd open it. I'd go and um, anoint the windows and the doors. A lot of the windows had been cracked out. And I said, God, this city, somebody needs this church. And so I said, Lord, uh, uh, I, even as I'm on this parking lot, I said, God, I'm just uh, going around and around and around because there will be dancing in this church. There will be singing in this church. In the name of Jesus, we just call it forth in the name of Jesus. And so, um, so um, and before you know it, after a while I keep doing it and doing it, and, and a lot of times it was like, uh, aren't you tired, Ladon? Yeah, I'm tired. Do you, I mean, you know, this has been going on for some months now, Ladon. It hadn't happened. Okay. Yeah, it hadn't happened. Why do you keep praying? Why do you keep getting out of your car? Why are you spending your gas? Why? Don't you know it's not happening? Yeah. But God, you said in your word that you would do it. Yeah. Oh, but, but it's not. I mean, can't you see that there's more windows broken at the Superfresh store? Can't you see that there's more buildings being torn up? Torn, torn up? Yeah. Can't you see that more businesses are closing in Petersburg? Yeah. Can't you see that the enemy has stepped up his attacks against you and against what God wants? Don't you know we're in the last days? The Bible says he would. Yeah. I said, God, I can't give up. I can't give up. Because I know what you said. You said that if you pray and if you ask and if you seek and keep on seeking and if you ask and keep on asking, you would do it. We have to war in the spirit. There's a, t- there's a militant call to this church. Our God is a mighty warrior. That means that he fights on our behalf. And, and, and because he's a mighty warrior, he's called us to be a mighty warrior. Militant, in, militant, which means that it's like, it's like a soldier in an army. We're in God's army, and we're a soldier, and we have to have all of our armor on. What's the armor, Ladon? The armor is the word of God, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the truth, the word of God, feet shod with the preparation of peace that wherever we go, we speak peace. You know, Ladon, I don't understand all that. Oh, how hungry God to make us for the word of God. It's all in here from Genesis to Revelations. It's, it, um, the Word of God says, uh, it says in the Word to be hungry for it. God, make me hungry for your Word so that I can know your Word, so that I can pray your Word, so that I can live, it, live out your Word. Make me hungry for your Word. It's all here. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The valley of the shadow of death? Yeah. That's not real de- really death, is it? It's the valley. That's something. We're not going to die. 
We're just walking through the valley of it. That means that we'll get, o- get to the other side because we're walking through it. The valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. You know, and the word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. I will hide his word in my heart that I will not sin against God. We need, and we eat the word. It's like a scroll. We eat it. We get it into our being to know who we are in Christ. Gideon, when the Lord met him, Gideon didn't really know who, or had even forgotten who he was in Christ. But it's through the word. It's through his word that we know who we are in Christ. It's, it's through Jesus just enlightening, take the blinders off of our eyes. The Bible says that he, he would enlighten us through his word. There's so much of God that we can have. All we have to do is just go for it. Go for it. Be filled with the Spirit, just like in the book of Acts, when the power came down. We can have that too. It's for you today. Joel promised it. He said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even all my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. It's for us today. You say, Ladon, I don't understand all of this. We ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten your eyes so that you may see all those things that God has for you. There's so much of God that we can have, so much. We don't have to be defeated. We don't have to live defeated lives. But getting back to my prayer drives and my prayer walks and all of that, and then I started to, I started to prayer walk my neighborhood. Lord, you know who lives in this house. Lord, I see that there's a stroller outside and there's a bicycle. I know there's got to be some kids that live there. Father, I pray for those children, that you will protect them and keep them, that you will make them mighty sons and daughters for you. And then I would go to the next neighborhood and all that, just praying and praying and praying. And I'd have some others go with me. And I remember that white house with the picket long fence. And I would go by it and I would go by it and I would just sense in the spirit that there was something about that house. And so I said, Lord, I don't understand all of that, but you know, you know all about that house. And so I was with, um, I was with um, our prayer counselor of the conference at, the, at Redemption Ministries, and, and so I was telling her about it. I said, there's something about that house. I just don't understand it, but I know there's, God just wants to do something there. And she said, well, why don't you go and, and talk to him? I said, what? Go and talk to them and, and tell them that, that, that you just feel there's something going on. I said, oh, hadn't thought about that. Go, get out and go talk to them and knock on the door. Yeah, go. I said, okay. So I got in my car. I drove up the long driveway. I stopped. I was like, Lord, you're just going to have to help me right now. Help me. And I said, okay. So I got out of my car, and the lady was coming out of the house, and she had a bag of trash that she was going to put in her little dumpster thing, and uh, her trash, ba- trash thing. And I said, okay. And I said, um, I said hello, ma'am. I said, um, I know you may think this is kind of strange. I said, but God called me to pray.
got to know what your call is, don't you? you got to be in your call and your purpose. Gideon wasn't, but God changed him, and he, be he became in his purpose, and he did mighty exploits for the Lord. Lord, I just pray right now that you would just touch your people to know their purpose in the name of Jesus and that that purpose will come to pass in these days in the name of Jesus. But anyway, the lady uh, was, had come out of the house with that bag of trash, and I said, ma'am, I pray. God's called me to pray, and I've been prayer driving in my car. That means that I, I get in my car, and I just drive the area, and I've been passing your house for a long time. And for some reason, I'm drawn to your house. I said, uh, ma'am, is there something that I can pray with you about today? She dropped that trash, and she said, come in. And I said, okay, I'll come on in. And she said, my husband and I are about to divorce. And she said, I've been crying, I've been praying. I'm like, God, I've got to have some help. And she said, would you please pray with me? My husband doesn't believe in God, and, 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 and he just gets upset with me anytime that I want to, uh, uh, for us to get help or for us to pray or anything. And, and, and I'm going to lose my family if God don't do something. So I went in, and I prayed with her, and, and God gave us a wonderful time. And from that time, we became friends, and she went and got her, lady, uh, her, her sister and said, she called me, and she said, I want you to meet my sister. And so I met her at Shoney's, and, and we had a wonderful time together, and it went from there. Amen? On one encounter, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is so important in your life. If you're not filled with the Spirit, if you have not had the evidence of speaking in other tongues to give you boldness and to give you that authority in Jesus Christ, God says be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't be afraid. He's gentle. He's a gentle comforter to give you that bonus to stand up and, and, and to speak what thus saith the Lord, just like Peter did in Acts 2 uh, when the Spirit came down. Peter had the bonus, and 3,000 were saved as a result of God using him to preach. Be filled with the Spirit. Come out of your closet. Come out of those, uh, that place that has you so bound. Cry out to God. If you haven't cried out, God says he will hear the cries of his people. He will hear the cries of those who are not a Christian as well as those who are Christians. He will save you. He will set you free. The Spirit gives freedom. Freedom. I need some freedom. God, give me some freedom. I've been holed up too long. Uh, it's just been about to kill me. I was praying last night, uh, and I said, Lord, I was on my knees, and I said, Lord, uh, I just, we need breakthrough. We need the freedom of God, uh, the freedom just to fly, you know, to spread out our wings and fly and do whatever God's called us to do. And he said, get up. And I said, Lord, oh, I was trying to get up. I said, no, God, I can't hardly get up. I said, what in the world's going on, Father? And he said, get up some more. I said, I can't get up. Oh. I said, Lord, I can't get up. He said, get up, get up, get up. I said, Lord, it's just too hard. It's too hard to get up. It's too hard to come out of this wine press. It's too hard to come out of my complacency. It's too hard. I, I can't do it. 
He said, get up. I said, Lord, I'm trying my best. Please help me. He said, I'm here. I'm here, mighty warrior. I said, Lord, I don't feel like a mighty warrior right now. I don't feel like one at all. You've got to help me. I don't feel like a soldier in your army. Too much has happened. I'm losing my family. I'm losing my marriage. My kids don't respect me. I, I, I don't know what in the world's going on. I got sick. Something happened, and, and, and things are just tearing, uh, going haywire in my life. I'm not what I used to be. I'm not pretty. I'm, I, I don't feel beautiful. Uh, my self-image has been wrecked. Everybody tells me I'm no account, that I, don't, that I don't mean anything to anybody, that I can't do this, I can't do that. You better be quiet. You better hush. Be quiet. I got this addiction that I just can't seem to just uh, break loose of. My husband don't love me anymore. I've been called. I got a purpose. I'm supposed to start a church. God told me that. I, I heard him. But, but here I am, sitting in Hardee's, eating a hamburger, not even feeling like I want to do anything. Get up, Ladone. Oh, I can't. Please help me, God. Get up. Uh, well, I'm going to try some more. I'm trying some more. Try some more. Okay. Uh oh, I'm about halfway up, God. Oh, no, 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 I can't. Who are you, Ladone? Well, well uh, uh, I belong to Gary. I belong to IPHC. Uh, I mean, God, I even, oh, uh, years ago, I saw in the spirit, I saw, uh, God gives me pictures sometimes. I saw in the spirit, I saw cowboy, uh, this uh, cowboy in blue jeans and a red shirt with a hat on, and he's wearing boots. And it would never go away. So, God, when it doesn't go away like that for me, I have to pray over it. God, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that cowboy mean, Father? Oh, I can't get up, Lord. Uh, help me, Jesus. Uh, when I think about that cowboy and all, uh, it, uh, you know, I, I remember that you were speaking to me back then. And so, God, I feel like I could get up a little bit because I remember the past, you know. It was so good. Oh, yeah, the past was good. And so I remember the cowboy hat and all, and, and, and so I was praying and praying and praying over that. And I said, Lord, there's some significance there. There's significance there about that cowboy. And so as time went by and time went by, lo and behold, guess what? The Lord called us to Oklahoma. And I said, yep, that's what it was. That cowboy stayed. Well, a lot of people call, I don't, I'm not sure, you know. That's what it was, because when we got the call, the cowboy went away, because God answered the prayer, and I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew, and I still know God called us here. God called us here. This is where we're to be. God called us to this city. He called me to my community where I live. He called me to this state. He called me to this church, because God answered the prayer. But Ladon, get up. Well, God, I know you called me here. I'm allowing you to go through all of this. But, Lord, I don't want to go through it. It's been too tough. Well, I'm molding you. I got you on the potter's wheel because I see something in you, that I, uh, something more that I've called you to do than what you did in the past. And I got you on the potter's wheel. Oh, Lord, it's too, it hurts too much. 
uh, Lord, you're cutting off too much. Oh, well, Lord, at least I do see a, 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 a hand coming out. At least the hand's been formed of the way you want it to be. And then he cuts some more and cuts some more. Well, God, I see the leg. Yeah, that's coming out. That, that leg is good. Yeah. And he's cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting some more. Oh, but God, you're just hurting me too much. The pain. Uh, my, my neighbor, he got mad at me and he hurt my feelings. It hurt me right there, Father. Uh, my mama said, you no good. That hurt me too much. Uh, it, when I was a child, uh, they just did all kinds of things to me and that hurt me too much. I can't handle it anymore, Father. This cutting away, this cutting away on the potter's wheel is just too hard for me. Please let me get off. Please, would you just let me get off? No, I can't do that. I love you too much. I love you. I see in you what you don't see. I want you like that. Oh, I see, I, I see another leg coming out, Father. Oh, Lord, it's just too much. But he says, no, let me form you all the way. Let me make you into my image for the glory of God for you to be a witness for me of what I can do in someone for my glory, for my glory that the, that the whole nations can see what God has done. For my glory... It's not for us. It's for his glory that we're here. It's for his glory. It's not for, oh, I, I think I just want to sit at home and watch TV for all this time. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with TV. But God has a work, and it's for his glory, and the distractions have to go. The distractions have to go. It's for his glory. And, yes, God will put us on the potter's wheel and it feels like we're in a wilderness of the soul. It feels like we'll never come out of it. But God says, you will come out of it for my grace is sufficient. My power is greater than you see right now. You will come out of it for my glory and for my honor and for the testimony. You will come out of it. Get the faith. Let your faith leap up. Let faith leap up in your heart. Let faith leap up in your heart. Live by faith. Faith that Jesus sees in you what you do not see in yourself and that you can go and fight the giant and be that militant army. We can go and, and through the word of God and through prayer and through all those things that God has given us, the armor of God, through all of that, we can face our giants. The problem, the, one of the main strategies of the enemy in this last days is that he has heated up his, his work, that it's gotten hot, hotter, and there's more things come against us than ever before because he knows his days is short, and he wants us to stay in the wine press and, and not do anything and just be complacent and be apathetic and say, God, it will be what it will be. And God says, no. I've given you my armor. I've given you my arsenal. Stand up. Stand up, Ladone. Stand up. Stand up. Let your spirit stand up and say, no, you've taken too much authority already. You've taken too much territory. This city belongs to God. My family belongs to God. I belong to God in the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus.
I have the A on my chest. It means authority. It means authority. I have the authority in the name of Jesus. Amen? I have that authority. God's given me that authority in the name of Jesus. And when Gideon was filled with the Spirit, when he saw what God, who God really is, who God really was, have you seen who Jesus really is? Do you know who Jesus is? Have you re realized who the true Jesus is that we're serving? How much armor we do have? He wouldn't call us into battle without get, getting us filled with the armor, without have, having the armor ready for us. He wouldn't call us into battle without going with us. We have Jesus by our side. Amen? Amen? So rise up. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Mount up on wings of eagles. That means that you, we can soar above it all. We can soar above all the struggles and the trials. We can soar above it all because because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, because of the armor of God, because of the Word of God. We can use the Word of God to come against the enemy because we're filled with the Spirit and because we have that power to go out and go forth. We have everything we need. Don't believe the devil's lies that says, no, you don't have what you need. You're not good enough. Yes, I am. Come back against him in the name of Jesus. The Bible says I can do all things through Jesus who gives me strength. All things, not just some things, all things. What's those all things that you want God to do through you? What are they? Through Christ you can do them, amen? amen. Through Christ you can do them. One other thing, though, when I was doing all the prayer drives and everything, and God was just moving so much, he was just, I mean, it was just glorious, you know. And, and he was using us, and, and, and even as bishop of the conference, Gary and I, we planted an inner city church. And uh, we, we, uh, God gave a strategy for that. You know, God can give you plans and strategies for everything you need to do. But anyway, anyway, God can, God can do that for you. He gave us strategies on how to plant the church. We decided that we would have church on Sunday nights. That, I would, that would be our celebration service. And on Sunday mornings, we would go out into the inner city area that we felt God had called us to. And we would, we would go, uh, we adopted a street. We did prayer walks on the streets of that neighborhood. And we, uh, we went and we cut, uh, the, we cut the bushes that needed to be cut. We put window panes in the houses on Sunday morning because we felt that, uh, that we'd go on Sunday mornings because that would be the people that wouldn't be in church. And that was our strategy, to get those who were not in church, who were not churched. And so we did that, and so the Lord blessed that, and that church is still going on. And God called us here because that's where he, he, he brought us, and I know it without a shadow of a doubt. God gave us and brought us here. He changed us, changed our um, transition to here. But in all of, in that... I never knew what a wilderness I personally would go through. Just because you're in the will of God does not mean that the enemy would not fight you. Amen? And we have to have our arsenal. Amen? 
And that's what the Lord taught me more than ever before. Ladon, yeah, I knew all that. I knew that I needed my Bible. I, need, I, I knew I needed prayer. In fact, great day. I mean, uh, I'm four generations Pentecostal. I know all about it. My mom and daddy, both of them were preachers. I was raised in the church. Mama preached Sunday night. Daddy preached Sunday morning. So I knew all of that. But there comes a time, there will come a time in our lives that we will be tested on what we believe. Who are you in Christ? Do you love Jesus because you're four generations Pentecostal and you were told that all your life? Or what's your love for Jesus? How deep is your love? Who do you see Jesus is? Who is Jesus? You have to have him for yourself. I can't know him just because mama preached and daddy preached and they told me about him. I have to know Jesus for who I, who I am and for who he is in my life and what he's done for me and what it says in his word and by the power of the Holy Spirit, Spirit taking the blinders off my eyes so that I can see who Jesus really is. I have to know that I know. And that's what God's done for me. That's what he's called me to. That's what he did, and I'm coming out of it, amen? I'm coming out of it, and you can too in the name of Jesus. You can too, amen? You can too. So uh, to end this, we're going to have a, a song by Rick Pino called Mighty Warrior because God is with you, Mighty Warrior. Don't you ever forget that. God is with you, Mighty Warrior. And after that, if you feel that you need prayer, that uh, you want us to pray with you, we're, we're very open to praying with you for, uh, for any needs that you have. I'm just going to sing the Lord's song over you tonight.
It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion. 